0: Amen. And I'm going to start in Galatians chapter five, verse one. Thank you, Father, for this word. Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Be not again entangled with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I Paul say unto you, If you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you what? Nothing. Nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to the whole law. Christ has become of none effect unto you. Whosoever you are that's justified by the law, you're fallen from grace. Do you know that's the only place I see you're fallen from grace is going back under the law? Isn't it amazing? It says Christ is none effect to you if you go back under legalism. You can go out and sin, you're okay. But if you go back under the law, you're not okay. Give me an amen out there. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith that worketh by love. That word worketh there in the Greek is energio, where we get the word energizer, the little energizer bunny. You get energized by faith that worketh by love. Faith is energized by the love of God. Amen? So you want to increase your faith? Let the love of God increase. Whenever Jesus was moved with compassion, what was he moved by? The love of God. The love of God that increased his faith. You know, if you want your faith increased, let it be energized. Romans chapter 5. Verse 1, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I, I, I want to go up one more verse. I like this verse. says of Jesus, verse 25 in chapter 4, who was delivered up for our offenses. Thank God we're coming up to Easter resurrection. Are y'all excited? But we don't stop there because he was raised for your justification. Listen, the cross got your sins forgiven, but the resurrection exchanged you to a new creation. The resurrection life is what it's all about. With great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of Christ, and great grace was upon them. Where did the great grace come from? The resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Lord. So let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Woo! Woo! oh let God arise and his enemies be scattered let God arise and let his enemies be scattered oh I feel it Woo, Lord let God arise you know that's a big word let I think probably the original says God will arise and his enemies will be scattered because when he arises, we arise because we're in what with him union say union okay all right, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by faith into this what? Grace, Grace wherewith you stand. What are you standing in? Grace. Grace and truth. Wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation, knowing something. Tribulation is working patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed. Because why? The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost that he's given to us. What is shed abroad in our hearts? The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Now, the old heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. That's why Ezekiel 36, 26 says, I'll give you a new heart. What is that new heart? It's a heart of love. Jeremiah 24, 7, I'll give you a heart to know me. What kind of heart is that? It's a heart of love. And... The love of God is shed abroad in that new heart by the Holy Ghost that he's given to us. Amen? Woo! For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, preadventure for a good man would some dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, say when we were enemies. When we were enemies, we were exchanged to God. Reconciled, Greek word. By the death of his son, much more being exchanged, we shall be saved by his Zoe life. We are living by the Zoe of another, Bill. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the word is atonement is their exchange in the Greek. We receive the exchange through Christ Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. In the Old Testament, atonement covered in the New Testament, it exchanges you. It exchanges you into a new creation in Christ Jesus. Is that awesome? You know Ecclesiastes three eleven says God in the Amplified, it says that God has made everything beautiful in his time, and he is it says that he also has planted eternity in the hearts of man, a divinely implanted sense of purpose that nothing under the sun but God can satisfy. God has planted eternity in the hearts of every man, a divinely implanted sense of purpose that nothing under the sun but God can satisfy. And it says even so that men cannot figure out what God has done from the beginning to the end. But you know what I like, the, the Young's literal. It says that God has put his knowledge in your heart. That without his knowledge, you can't figure out what he's done from the beginning to the end. Yeah. God has put his knowledge in our hearts. See, it's the knowledge of God. See, that's what's so incredible. You know, when he says in Isaiah 55, my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are your thoughts. But as new creations in Christ... The natural man cannot receive the things. The natural mind cannot receive the things of God because they're foolishness. But we have the mind of Christ because we're in union with him in the mind of Christ. So we see that he wants the knowledge of God in every one of us. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of God. When Paul wrote to the Ephesians church, he said to them, From the first day I heard that you were saved, I cease not to pray for you night and day. That the God of Lord Jesus Christ may give you the spirit of wisdom and knowledge in the revelation of God. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. And you know what the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the spirit that works in you. Is that good stuff? But see, Paul understood it's the knowledge of God we need. We need to grow in wisdom and knowledge of God. And we see that's what he's given you. And, and we see in Romans fifteen, fourteen it says you have all knowledge. Where did we get it? We're living by the knowledge of another. See, this says the natural mind doesn't receive the things of God. But we have the mind of Christ. And he says he that spiritual searches all things. God wants us to search everything. He's given us his wisdom and knowledge so we can search out. It's the honor of God to conceal a thing and the honor of, of kings to search it out to search out that thing, because God wants us to know. Why? In Ephesians 1, it says that that we were made complete in Christ, in him, without spot or wrinkle, from the foundation of the world. That's incredible. And while we were still sinners, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more now, since you've been reconciled, you're going to be saved from wrath, through what? Through Jesus Christ. See, he wants, he's placed that knowledge in us, so we can seek him. Both faith and love are a product of the heart. Notice the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. It didn't say the love of God is shed abroad in our heads. Or in our bodies. It says in our hearts. And you know Romans 10 says with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. sits with the heart. We believe unto righteousness. You know what's amazing? Faith will work in your heart with doubt in your mind. Come on now. Stay with me. Faith will work in your heart with doubt in your mind. I remember sitting at a place in Amarillo at a a meeting where I was there to do deliverance, I think, that night. And this lady fell over on the floor. And uh, her husband said she's having a migraine headache. It's about time I was getting ready to do deliverance. And I said, it's not a migraine, it's a devil. And my mind was saying, what are you doing? And I caught it for a second, I don't know. But I found myself from my heart saying, that's a devil. And my mind was going berserk. And you know what? The devil left and she got up and got the rest of her deliverance. But see, a lot of times your mind will, you know, be telling you one thing and your heart's telling you something else. So faith and love is a product of the heart. It's shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Ah. And you know, in Ephesians 3.19, it says the love of God surpasses knowledge. The love of God surpasses the knowledge. Golly, the love of God is shed abroad and it surpasses that you might be filled with all the what? Fullness of God. Fullness. It says in Christ. Dwells all the fullness of the Godhead body, bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of principalities and powers. You're complete. You have all the fullness of the Godhead in you as we live in union with him. I don't know about you, but that's, that's good stuff. You know, Mark eleven we've heard that from the faith camp for years says, For verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his head. Shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. See what it said? Doubt where? In your heart. Because it's with the heart that you believe in, into righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made, into Because Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So why do we let our head tell our tongue what to say instead of our heart? See, we have a new heart. We're living by the heart of another. That's what's so incredible. You know, he doesn't want you to change the old heart. He said, just take my new one. That's a whole lot better. I remember we used to sing a song, beautiful song. I think David, Doug Creel wrote it. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, O oh God, make it more like you. Well, He did. He exchanged it, Amen. and he's already done it. Amen. Amen. Oh, that's awesome. Boo, You may have to hold my mule before I get through here. Ah, with the heart, man believeth, not with the head. The God kind of love is the kind of love that's been given to us. First John 4:19 says, "We love him, why? Because he first loved us. Why do we love him? Because he first loved him. him. The problem we have is trying to substitute natural affection for divine love. They're not the same. You know, when the Bible says, husbands love your wives, I tried that for a lot of years in a natural heart and I couldn't do it because it's impossible. Because how many of you know your natural heart loves itself and it doesn't really love anybody else? But the exchange heart can do that. And only that can do that. See, natural affection. See, the problem with it, natural affection can turn into hatred overnight. Don't shout me down. Root of bitterness. It can. Because that's why God said the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And that's why He said, I'm just going to give you a new one. But the love of God never fails, it can't change. First Corinthians 13, read it. It can never fail. You know, as you read Mark 11, 23, and it goes on saying, And when you stand, pray, and forgive, if you have aught against any, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. Boy, did I use that for a lot of years. And then I realized that works under the law, not under grace. Yeah, come on. If you don't forgive, he won't forgive. That's under the law. But Ephesians four thirty two says, Be ye kind, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So because He forgave you, you can forgive others. Amen? Isn't that cool? Man, I missed it for a long time. Because you know what? God forgave me while I was a sinner. You know, I thought of Jesus, that he healed a lot of the people. I was reading something, but this guy is talking about why people are not healed, and he's talking about all the sin in their life and all the junks in their life, and God won't heal you till you get all that junk out of your life. And I was sitting there thinking, you know, Jesus said that Jesus' multitudes came to him, and he healed them all. They the all. They were under the law. I don't remember one time, you know, that it shows us where he talked to them about their sin, You know, even the woman, you know, he said, Go and sin no more. He didn't comment on her sin, he just said, Go and sin no more. Amen? So we got a whole different how many of you know we got a better covenant established on better promises? Are you thankful? So why would you want to go back under the law where Christ has none effect to you? You know, we talk about being in union, you know. Is that a scary thing to think that when you get back under legalism that you release that union? Because you know what happens? The fruit of the exchange life is peace. Do you know what happens when you move back under legalism? Your peace goes out the window. You're back under striving and struggling. And you're looking for peace and you're looking for joy. And you think you can find it. Jesus said you search the scriptures for in them you think you have life. That's what happens when you get into the law he says, but you won't come to me that you might have life. You won't. See, that's the only way. He is the way, the truth, and what? The life. And no man comes to the Father but through him. Isaiah forty three twenty five says, I, even I, am he that blots out your transgressions for my own sake. Who does he do it for? Why does he do all this from the foundation of the world? For his own sake. You know why? If you was God, would you want to look at everybody's sin all the time? Would you get tired of looking at sin after a while? You know why? He says, when he created man, he says, the heart of this people set on evil continually, and it grieved God in his heart that he'd made man. So that's why he gives us a new one. That's why he gives us a new heart. Because the old one is deceitful and desperately wicked. Jeremiah says, Amen. I, even I, am he that blots out your transgressions for my sake and will not remember your sins. Will not. Hebrews 8, 12, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Many people let their heads dominate them instead of their hearts. 2 Corinthians ten five says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every what? Thought. Most of your warfare is in your head. Yeah. That's why he said bring into captivity every thought. Amen. Get your heart and your, your head lined up to the, the same. Scripture says, Colossians 3.1, one says, If you be risen with Christ, set your mind. Get a hold of that thing on things above, not on things of the earth, for you're dead and your life is hid in Christ. And when Christ, who is your life, shall appear, then you shall also appear with him in glory Hallelujah. So next verse, mortify what? Put off that old thing. Put off that old thinking, the old mind, the old will, old emotion. That's all part of the old soul that's not redeemable. So exchange it for the new one. Amen. Isn't it wonderful? Because it says, the, what does it do? It exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So where is the knowledge of God? It's in your heart. So it's a battle between your head and your heart that's going on. So he says, Get a hold of that thing and bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Amen? Amen. So we go back to Ephesians four thirty two, and then we're going to go. Be ye kind, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Chapter five, verse one be ye therefore followers of God. And what? As dear children, and walk in love. As Christ also has loved us and given Himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling Savior. Galatians five thirteen says this for brethren you've been called into liberty, not just to liberty into liberty. Not just called to liberty, but the word is into liberty. How many of you feel like you're into liberty? I do. He's called you into liberty. Only use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one another. This I say walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to another. So that you cannot do the things you would. But if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Is that good? I want to read to you in Galatians, and the Amplified, chapter 6. Where do I start? I'm going to start in verse 6. Let him who receive instruction in the Word of God share all good things with his teacher, contributing to their support. Do not be deceived or deluded or misled. God God will not allow himself to be sneered at, scorned, or disdained, or mocked by mere pretensions or professions or his precepts being set aside. He inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. For whatsoever man sows, that and that only will he reap. For he that sows to his flesh, lower nature, sensuality, will from the flesh reap decay and ruin and destruction. But he that sows to the Spirit will reap of the Spirit life eternal. And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint and acting nobly and doing right. For in due time, at the appointed season, we will reap if we faint not. If we loosen not, relax our courage and faint. So then, as the occasion and opportunity opens to us, let us do good morally to all people, not only being useful and profitable to them, but also doing what is for their spiritual good and advantage. Be mindful of the blessings, especially to those of the household of faith, those who belong to God's family with you, the believers. Amen. Is that good? I think I needed to read some more. Let me go down a little further. All right. Now that's good enough. You like that? If you sow to the flesh, you reap of the flesh. But if you sow to the Spirit, you reap of the Spirit life everlasting. Oh, thank you, Lord. Jeremiah thirty-three, twelve says this. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, again in this place, which is desolate, without man, without beast, and all the cities thereof shall be a habitation of shepherds, causing their flocks to lie down. So what's the goal of shepherds today? Cause their flocks to what? So what causes you to lie down? There is a rest to the people of God. But he that's entered into his rest has to first cease from his own labors as God did from his. So what? Quickly enter into that rest lest any of you be what? Led astray. Unbelief. You get into unbelief thinking you got to add something to it. And then you're struggling and striving and not at rest. See, there is a revelation coming to the body of Christ of the grace of God that's causing the people to lay down and rest in green pastures. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden. What was he talking about? Law. They had enough of them. And I'll give you rest. Take my yoke and learn me and you'll find rest for your souls. Good stuff. He says, causing the flocks to lie down. And in those days and at that time will I cause the righteous branch. Who knows who the righteous branch is? The Messiah. To grow up to David and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land Verse 16 says, In those days Judah shall be saved, and Jerusalem shall dwell safely. And this is the name which you will be called, The Lord our righteousness. Oh, man. Christ was in, God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. And he says, He made Jesus to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The Lord our righteousness. You're living by the righteousness of another. Ooh, doesn't that give you peace? The Lord, our righteousness. You know, we can have faith to move mountains. But if we're not walking in love, faith is ineffective for us. It doesn't matter if you can move a mountain. Right? Matthew nine, thirty five and 36, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing some sicknesses and diseases all sicknesses and diseases among the people and he saw the multitude he was moved with compassion see I believe compassion and love is the key to see faith grow yes. and see what's so wonderful about it how many of you have ever tried to work up compassion especially if you're a prophet <laughs> you can't but you can't live by the compassion of another Right? So we got to let the love of God be shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Come on up, Eric. I'll quit. I'll save the other two pages for next time. It'll keep, Bill. I figured that out a long time ago.